Welcome back to another episode of the Sliced Podcast. We are diving into week two of newsletters. So part two, if you didn't catch part one, definitely go give it a listen. And it's all about how do you own an audience that you can contact whenever you want and you don't have to rely on a social media algorithm to get your message to them. So let's dive into week two of newsletter growth. All right, so newsletter growth tactics. So when you're first starting off, you likely don't have capital to throw at growing your newsletter. You also don't have the data to realize what you might be able to pay per lead on that email anyway. So it's probably not the best bet to run paid ads to your newsletter. So how do you get it moving and how do you get it growing? Um, A great place to start is with who you know. And you can do this by pulling all of your contacts from Google and letting them know that you're starting a newsletter. I'm going to link in the below an article that talks about exactly how to do this. Actually, I'll link both. There'll be a support link from Google of how you can pull those contacts. And then um, I'm going to link an even more interesting article from Grow Getters of how to get to a thousand subscribers on your newsletter in one week. So uh, check that out if you're interested in more. But the premise is uh, you obviously don't want to spam people or violate any can spam laws, but you do want to say, hey, I'm working on this thing. I thought it'd be cool. Check it out. Uh, and I know we've been in contact before, so please join the newsletter and see what they think. Um, so that's number one. Start with where, start with who you know and what you know. Um, next is we touched on this before, but getting lead magnets on your website is huge. So um, if you haven't seen them, I'm sure you have. Go to any website. You know, they might be giving you away uh, 10 secrets about this problem that you didn't know. And you give them your email in exchange. Or they say, hey, spin this flywheel, see if you get a discount code and give us your email. So there's always needs to be an element of curiosity there. So make sure that there's curiosity enough that a person's going to be willing to give you their email whether it's finding out a question or finding out, hey, am I going to win some money or a discount? Uh, Those are great curiosity boosts to get people to act and give you that newsletter or sorry, that email. Um, Next would be what, so how do you go about actually creating one of these lead magnets? You can use a tool like designer, D-E-S-I-G-N-R-R. I'm going to link it below in the description. So don't worry designer or Canva, and you're essentially offering up valuable content in exchange for that email. So then after you do put a lead magnet on your site, you know, you still might be wondering, okay, I've done those. What else can I do to grow my newsletter subscriber base? Next would be uh, cross promotions. You want to find podcasts to be a guest on. You want to find maybe even other newsletters that you could guest write and say, hey, this, you know, this came from X, Y, and Z newsletter. If you're curious, check it out. So do your research, get involved, reach out to people, see who you can talk to in your space. And if there are relevant podcasts you can go on, go on the podcast, be a guest, say, hey, yeah, and nothing. I'm not selling you anything, but I do have an awesome newsletter if you want to join. And you'll be surprised you can start to get people. Another would be in-person events. This is kind of how I built up my lead lead list, but that might 
not always be available for people depending on your niche, but see if you can find events in your space and host some sort of event and say it's free entry, but you got to sign up with your email. There you go. There's, you know, however many people you can invite into the event. Um, you can even promote it on sites like Eventbrite use and say it's free and they're going to have to use their email to register anyway. So then you get all those emails. Obviously, you need to make them aware that part of their attendance is they're, they're going to be opted into your newsletter. But perhaps more interestingly is building a growth loop. So these are kind of like viral loops. And so growth loops, uh, let's just use an example. One of the most famous being Dropbox. So they incentivized these referrals to their platform by giving away free cloud storage if you referred people. So this drastically reduced the customer acquisition cost by hundreds of dollars. And the same principle can really be applied for email. So you can incentivize people with, say, maybe access to a special gated content or maybe, yeah, even just that. So let's say refer this to your friends and get access to a bonus video or a bonus tip or a bonus PDF. And they can even be a similar format as your lead magnet. And maybe you structure it where it's tiered, where you say, refer one friend, get a sticker, refer two friends, get something else, refer a hundred friends, get entered to win a chance to, you know, win a $50 Amazon gift card, refer a thousand friends, get a flight on a one-way flight to anywhere in the US. So incentivize people is is the short end of it. But the loop is really important because you're, and and actually it's, the two tools that I've used to do this are Sparkloop and Viral Loops. I think Sparkloop is the better option and easy to integrate into MailChimp or whatever you're using. So I will link that as well in the description. So Sparkloop helps set this up on the back end. So you can say, you know, here's all these referrals. They'll keep track of how many referrals each individual person has generated for you. And that way you can you know, give away whatever prizes you want for that. So basically, you want to think about it in the sense of like, you're going to use your rented audience like Instagram, and you're going to drive some sort of value there. And that's gonna get people into your flywheel. So then that's going to move them from that into your owned audience. So, you know, maybe you have an Instagram giveaway, you say you got to provide your email, um, and then you get people in to your own audience via the email. And then you have them refer people back in, in this like loop through your referral program, where they might see at the bottom of your email, or your newsletter, they say, Oh, whoa, I could get a free Amazon gift card if I refer five of my friends, I know five people who would want to read this content. And there you go. There's your growth loop. But I'm not going to stop there. There's more tips. So what about tools that you could use? Let's look at Leamlist. I'm going to L-E-M-L-I-S-T. I'll link it below, of course. But so let's say that you blast a bunch of your contacts at once. This is going to let you see how those people engage. And it's good for when you're starting a newsletter um, and it's great to manage your outreach. So it's basically letting you more effectively reach out to all the different people in your network. 
it's just better data than if you were just to put them all in a BCC in an email. So it lets you see the opens, the clicks, the how many times they opened, etc. Next tool that I think is cool, and we'll talk about this when we get to sales as well. I'm going to do an episode on sales, but um, find that lead. So find that lead is a tool that helps you get verified emails of people you're trying to contact. Um, and you can use this to find people to interview or maybe people to evangelize your newsletter. You could say like, hey, you're in my space. You're a thought leader. I think you're, or not even a thought leader. You could just say like, hey, I know you have this cool company. I run a similar company. Maybe you, would you be willing to speak and do a, a guest blurb on my newsletter and then share it with people in your network and I'll, I'll do the same. So you kind of like cross promote with people. I have a lot of other tools to share, um, and some are pretty amazing in terms of how to find people's email addresses. Um, I'm going to do that in our sales episode. So stay tuned and keep listening to Sliced and share this with your friends. If you're still listening at this exact moment, I challenge you to share this to one person because you've made it this far in the episode clearly you're enjoying it in some way. So share it with a friend. Please do that now. Thank you very much. All right. Um, that's how we are able to keep this going. So if you guys are enjoying this content, please do share because that's the only way we can uh, keep it up and running. All right. So next next tool, I just had to slide in that, that advertisement in between, in between the different tools. But uh, next one that I think is cool is QPromote. And I think we've mentioned this on an episode in the past, but Q U U U, I think it's a terrible name, but three U's promote. And it's Q U U U dot co. And so this basically, if you go to their webpage, it says it helps you get content shared hundreds of times across different social media platforms. So if you can create some sort of newsletter and then also format that as, say, a blog post. You could say, hey, this one is this week's blog post was pulled directly from our newsletter and then put it on Q Promote, boost it, and uh, this will help you like, yeah, boost this post and get in front of more people, more shares, and it's pretty cool. So how this might look in terms of your actual tech stack and implementing them in a way that helps you grow your newsletter, you could drop a newsletter post, boost it on Q, Q Promote, find influencers and other people to get the word out on find that lead, and then follow up and automate the outreach to your lean list. Now let's cover some counterintuitive uh, must-knows for email. So I think this will help you in the open rates and the growth of your newsletter. So first things first. A lot of people, when they are creating a newsletter, they will make it super beautiful and artistic and lots of images and colors. And the problem is when people see that, they instantly think, "Uh uh-oh, advertisement, and they don't want to read it or open it. And Google is getting better and better at seeing that that's the case, that Google's learning, oh, that looks like an advertisement. So they're going to more and more file those into the promotions tab in Gmail. So what's your best bet? Honestly, just use text only. I work a lot with email advertisers 
and they now are finally catching on too or they'll now send creative that's text only. And the reason being is if it looks like an email, it's a lot less likely to get filtered for spam. So if you can make your advertisement look like an actual email, this is going to bode well for you and also for your open rates. So keep it native to the platform is is basically all we're saying. Um, if it's If you're sending it like an email that you would to your friends, it's going to be better. You can say, hey, first name. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Thought it was cool. Thought you should check it out. Click here to learn more. Or, you know, did you have a problem with this and that? Check it out. Click here for more. Another thing to keep in mind, your subject lines should either be really short or really long because those middle ones, it's really easy to skim past those. It's going to, you need to stand out is basically the whole point I'm trying to make here. Yeah, and just keep it engaging too. You don't want to shove like a million different ads in your newsletter. You want to create some sort of interesting dynamic. And I guess I will say newsletters do look a little bit different than uh, an email ad. So you might not have it be text only. You might have some pictures to break up your different stories or your different sections. And that's totally fine because if people are opting in, you, you might want to ask them to double opt-in where they mark that as uh, an email that they want to receive in Gmail so it doesn't go into spam. Or maybe you just say reply to their to the first email. That way they it won't get flagged as spam because if, if you have replied to that email address, Google is then going to understand, okay, this is someone who they are in conversation with. Um, and then I just wanted to give a few little notes on the pricing you might be able to expect in a newsletter because if you can grow your newsletter, and we also talked about buying a newsletter last week with tools like Deuce, um, if you can grow it to an audience of 75,000 or more, you can start selling ads. So, you know, in that fifty dollars to $100,000 range is where advertisements start to make sense. And you can either do a cost per send, which is maybe a little bit more common early on, and that's a flat fee based on a number of recipients, or a cost per open. And that's usually better for advertisers, and it requires a larger list. But a common metric you'll see is a CPM, which is a cost per melee or a cost per thousand. So if it's 50 cents cost per email, and you multiply that by a thousand, that'd be a fifty dollar CPM. I think you could. I've, I've worked with email advertisers where it's a twelve dollar CPM. It just depends on the size. You know, twelve to fifteen dollars. And let's take take a look. So if it was a CPM of fifty, let's just keep that number. And you had open rates of fifty percent, which is pretty high. And you did a cost per send. For, for cost per send, it wouldn't fully matter the open rate. So yeah, let's say cost per send, if you had 50,000 people, you would charge $2,500 per send. If it was a cost per open and you're doing like a CPM model, if you had, let's say, 100,000 people, it's going to be $500 for 10% versus... You know, if you get all the way up to 50%, then that'd be 2500 Because, again, you'd be back down to, it's just 
the math of the 50,000 at an open cost percent. Sorry, I'm, I'm explaining this terribly. Basically, <laughs> there's two different ways to price out advertisements. You can look at sample pricing tables, but if you have a CPM of 50 bucks and you can get to 50,000 people in your email list or 100,000 people, you can start to charge $2,500 to $5,000 per email ad that you're including in your newsletter, which obviously you don't want to inundate, but if you can start to get your open rates up and and get people engaged and start sharing your content, you can actually start to make some some decent money. Um, If that's 5,000% and you're doing four cents a month, that's not too shabby. It's $20,000 in revenue. So um, obviously the challenge is getting people into your newsletter, but you got to be providing valuable content there. Otherwise people will have no reason to show up. So yeah, that that's a whole lot. And um, I think we will talk about content in the next episode just because content is so crucial to the success of a newsletter. Um, and I think we'll we'll talk about how that can be repurposed as well for other forms of content. So tune in next week for another episode of the Slice Podcast and appreciate your time. I hope you're building something cool and hopefully this helps in any possible way. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Sliced Podcast. If you enjoyed listening, we would love for you to share this little slice of insight with your friends. See you next week.